Brick House Podcast. I am Joe Brennan, sitting with Andrew Bissaro. We have a very flesh. special guest today, Mr. Gerald Spahn, the undefeated welterweight MMA fighter from Ohio. How you doing, sir? I'm good, man. Happy to be here with you guys. I'm very excited for this. We've never we've we've done a bunch of interviews this season. We uh, we really woke up one day, chose violence, and decided to interview as many people as we possibly could. We've had you know graphic designer on. We've had a few bands, and now we're we're gonna interview. Someone who does none of those things, but um, <laughs> kicks the living hell out of people, um, I would assume, in the octagon, if I'm correct, right? Yep, absolutely. And I think it's uh, it's cool for you guys to uh, bring me on. It gives your guys' listeners like some diversity, but still, like we can hit the things that you guys typically cover in a show. So it's, it's a cool opportunity for us both. Perfect. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Gerald Spahn. That's J-E-R-A-L-D-S-P-O-H-N, or it's in the, um, the bio of literally wherever you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple, whatever. And also, this is coming out Thursday, so tomorrow night, if you're listening on Thursday, May 28th, he is versing Nick Olsen of the Cage Fury uh, MMA fight. You can catch that on UFC Fight Pass. So yeah, check that out. So let's start the show like we always do. Top of the queue, what's the last thing you listened to before you sat down and got on this phone call with us? Lose My Mind. Uh, I believe it's uh, Jeezy, right? I believe you're right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There we go. Joe and I listened to the new Currency record, right? Yeah. The Alchemist, the producer did an album with Currency and okay. it features Freddie Gibbs. It has Prodigy from Mob Deep. It's a cool record. Go yeah. check it out. What's on the training playlist? Like what's in the what's on the playlist for the gym every day? A lot of hip hop. You know, I do like uh, like alternative rock or just like, you know, like eighties rock as well, but most of the time it's hip hop. It's like uh I actually I like Freddie Gibbs. So Jeezy, like Big Sean, you know, kind of like a typical hip hop playlist that you'd hear. What's your favorite Freddie Gibbs record? I'm, let me look at my Spotify because I can't, I'm blanking on the name of it. Uh, Amnesia. Oh, that's a good one. Very nice. So you have a big fight coming up May 28th. What is some of the preparation that you, you do to get ready for this fight? Like, what do, you, what do you do in the gym? What do you listen to? What do you eat? Like, how are you psyching yourself up for this so our uh we start a uh like a fight camp it's called a fight camp typically uh four to six weeks out from a fight and uh really it's it's turning like uh kind of the the learning and building your skill set off and it's more dialing in what you uh what you have at that point to be ready for the fight so a lot of sparring just the training overall gets much more intense and a lot harder and it's it's really just kind of trying to build on and capitalize what it is that that makes you the fighter that you are. So uh, you know you you start eating clean. Literally, your whole life really starts to revolve around fighting. I mean, not that it doesn't before that because there is no off season for us. But um, it's more of a like I don't go out. I kind of I don't really like go do much. Like even just like getting together with friends and stuff. I'm mostly like a homebody for the four weeks I'm in fight camp because it's like you know like. I'm uh, I'm testing death every time I'm in there, so um, I want to make sure I'm ready for it. You're like preparing for like war almost, is what the way you're, you're talking about it, which is pretty intense. But I respect that. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy, man. I mean, we're we're not really supposed to supposed to do it, you know. If like the fight and fight or flight response is like a survival mechanism, and you're supposed to flight um, unless you cannot flight, then then you're then you're um, you know, left to fight. But uh, it's interesting. It's uh, the sport as a whole has only like made me a better person in a ton of different ways, completely outside of fighting. 
it, it's something that I can never really uh, repay to the sport. So I can always try. How long you been? I mean, I know you're doing MMA stuff. I know you did wrestling in college. How long have you been doing all of this? So like, when did this start? Four years ago. So I've wrestled since I was like 13, but uh, I didn't start anything else until about four years ago. So jujitsu, boxing, kickboxing, all that. Uh, 20 what? 2017, 2018. Okay. Do you keep this like in the gym or like when you were younger, like were you like fighting kids behind the dumpster, like giving them swirlies in the, <laughs> the bathroom? That's funny. I was like, I was like the crazy kid, but like I wasn't the crazy kid like fighting, like fighting other kids. You know, there are a few like tussles here and there growing up, like just being like, you know, being, being a dude that played football with his buddies in the backyard and stuff like that. But like real fights, like I think I got in one in school and it's because this dude was just kept being an asshole and then he finally punched me so um so dude. i then fought him but uh no i wasn't really that guy i was like that yeah, yeah shout out to matt sparks <laughs> but, um, uh, he, he definitely isn't gonna forget that because the, his the first punch was the only one he landed on me so oh, wow so you, you wrestled in high school i did yeah i started in eighth grade and then i uh, wrestled all through high school um and then went to college um, so who would you say some of your like favorite fighters are that you like enjoyed watching that helped you get into the sport? GSP, my all time like favorite fighter. I've I've read his book twice. I think he's just like he just really scrapped and grinded and found a way. I don't know if you guys know much about his story, but he was like he was like taking a bus from like Canada down to New York just to like get good jujitsu training like once a month. He was just doing everything he could to be the best that he possibly could. After the big fight, after you win the big fight. What's the first thing that you're, you're planning to do? Like a big meal, like you're going like the party your ass off. Like, like what's, what's on the agenda? Oh yeah, dude. I've, I've been, I've been a saint for way too long. It's time to, it's time to be wilding out, uh, you know, as soon as the fight ends. So I, I sold about uh, 45 tickets to this fight. Um, it's in Philly. So like, like in their limited capacity. So like half the crowd's going to be my people. They're all saddling up going to be going to be there with me. So as soon as that fight ends, I mean, we're, we're going to, you know, get, I'm getting some food. First of all, I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be shitty. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> and then I'm, I'm, I'm getting some sort of liquor in me as quick as I possibly can. Are you familiar with Philly? No, I've never been. No, I don't know if you're like a hero hoagie kind of guy, but there's this prime hoagie spot called Primo hoagies. And it's okay. literally what the name says. The, the hoagies are Primo. They're massive. Okay. And there's also this market called the Reading Market. Um, if you've seen that Nicolas Cage movie, National Treasure, that's the market mm, yeah. he's running through. Yeah, it's a good film. Yeah. It's a solid film. I would I would recommend your cheesesteak. I don't eat cheesesteaks anymore because Bryce Harper plays for the Phillies. I'm from DC, <laughs> and he, so okay. I won't eat I won't eat cheesesteaks as long as he's playing for Philadelphia. But um, I would recommend a cheesesteak post uh, post meal. When you say eating clean, what's the like diet like right now? Like how much? I, I would assume you have to cut weight a little bit and stuff too. So what's that like? So I walk around at about 190, um, maybe 192 or three, depending. And uh, I fight at 170. So right now I'm about 178 or so. So by uh, by Thursday weigh-ins, I'll be I'll be down to to 170. So um, you know, really, it's just generally what you think of as clean food. You know, uh, leafy greens, uh, rice, chicken, um, lamb, steak. Um, just like salmon, you know, good, clean, healthy foods, some fruits, you know, I do like, I kind of go 80, 20. So I give myself like little treats. Like if I, if I worked hard as shit, like I might eat like a chocolate chip cookie or something. Cause it's like one cookie's not going to kill me and it's going to make me feel awesome. But, yeah. uh, but yeah, but, uh, dude, cause that's, I think that's the hardest thing with diets, man. I mean, people like look at these things and they fucking like torture themselves and it's like, you know, like if you do it 
like you might only get 80 80 percent of the results but if you do it 80 percent right you're good like all the time like why not do it 80 percent right all the time instead of 100 percent right for three weeks and then 100 percent wrong for three weeks and then 100 percent, you know it, it, and it's been sustainable for me that way are your hands registered as deadly weapons they are you know really so you can't get in a fight in a bar I don't know if that's true. Um, it's a it's a cool thing to say to a drunk dude at two a.m. though. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It gets that's you out, it gets you out of a lot of confrontations and like and if they like just call bullshit on it, like you just show them one video and then they're like your best friend. Oh, dude, you're that guy. Like, oh man, like oh, my bad, dude. Like, and it's just like, as you know, dude, I'm like, I'm super chill. You know, like I, I'm not like walking around like oh, I'm a fighter. Like I normally don't even like bring it up but like you you can't see it because my headphones but i got cauliflower ears so people can spot it and they're like oh that dude does something like and you get that one drunk dude that like wants to test me because like because he sees i got a cauliflower ear and it's just like i just like act so goofy he can't help but be like fuck like i kind of like this guy like i'm not you know i'm gonna quit being an asshole (laughs) (laughs) that's that's the best time do you have to register your feet as weapons too because you guys do so much like stuff with the legs as well or is it just hands um, I, like I said, I don't know if that's actually a thing. Um, I, I feel like, <laughs> I, I feel like I should register my toes if anything, like, yeah, I feel like you should yeah. register your whole body. My yeah. body is a weapon. Like yeah. that's, that's such a cool thing that neither of us can say. So if I was you, I would be saying that all the time. I'm just never going to get like, you talked about your clean diet and I'm just thinking about yeah. the amount of pizza and very bad shit that I put in my body all week. Oh dude, I, I do the same thing. Just like not when I have a fight coming up and I'm just, yes, I'm lucky. Like I work out five, six days a week because, because there's no off season. So like, there's a very slim difference between like out of shape Gerald and, and ready to, ready to kill Gerald, you know? Um, what's it like to knock someone out? Because I'll never do that. Oh dude. It's, it's the coolest thing ever. Like if, (laughs) if you can imagine, like, if you can imagine like having an orgasm in front of thousands of people without it being weird, that's exactly what it feels like. That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> Interesting. So the 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 best really in that real analogy I have. Have you have you played baseball as a kid? Yes. So you know when you catch the sweet spot of the bat and the ball just glides off the bat and that's what it's like because it's like you can feel it. You know your your hand hits the guy and it just like glides through him like almost like his like his soul left his body and then it's just very smooth and you're almost like holy shit that just happened and you're like oh fuck I did that that like. Like, I, I just remember, like, after my first knockout, I just was sitting in the back, like, on my phone because someone caught a video of it. And I'm like, holy fuck, like, that's me. I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't, <laughs> like, I didn't know that would ever be me. Like, holy shit. Like, like I did that, that thing I see on TV all the time. So it's, uh, it's a crazy feeling. Back to orgasming in front of crowds of people. I think in Europe they have clubs where people cheer you on and, like, you know, you're, you're doing your thing with, with whoever you're doing, with, doing it with. Fuck, why are we still here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they'll let us into Europe right yeah. now. No, but, no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this uh, is what we need. So where do you see yourself in five years? Like, Do you see yourself like at the top of the game, like fighting Uzman? Like, like what's, what's your plan for five-year plan? Yeah, in five years, I expect to be either a title holder or challenger within the UFC. All right, so if that happens, at some point, you know, you're going to have a bunch of wins. When, not if. Okay, my bad, yes. When that happens, we're positive (laughs) thinking. Um, So when that happens, you're going to have a bunch of parties along the way. Can we DJ one of your post-fight parties? Because I promise we will deliver the vibe. 
Yeah, dude. Like I, okay. I, I would love to get you guys cage side tickets, like get you there, get you in for the whole experience, you know? Hell yeah. yeah. We will, yeah. we will 100% pull up. Like, uh, I'm not really, I watch ca- fighting very casually, but mm-hmm. I've always said if we could go, I want to get like destroyed and then well not in the like, ring. I want to be sitting right behind Joe Rogan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you, uh, you want you want you want to be like getting the real like he's hurt like him freaking the fuck yes. out. Yeah, dude. It's yes. like like yes. uh trust me, anyone that anyone that's done something for me like I'm going to try to do something for everyone along the way. So it, it it might not be the first or the second one, but like you guys you guys are in now, so so get ready. Hell yeah. Um, all right. The most important question we're going to ask on this podcast, what okay. song are you walking out to? Because that is such for me, I, I could give you a list of like 15 songs that I would want to walk out to. And, you know, you have to decide on one. But what is what is the walkout song while you're walking out with your crew on Friday? It's going to be a uh, momentum by automatic. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. He's out of like uh, York, PA. Um, he's like just starting to like really like take off like he uh just released another album but like he uh has like uh a hundred thousand or a few like a few hundred thousand like followers like spotify like over a million listens on spotify all that stuff so he's not like uh a household name yet but i just happened to find him i started listening to his music and i'm like this dude's good like and it like it's got a good like it's got a good vibe where it's like not too hard but it, it like puts you in the zone so uh that's what i'll be walking out to I have to say, you stumped us. Yeah, I've never heard of him. Yeah. I'm excited to check him out now, and that's that's awesome. That because like that's exactly what we're talking about on this podcast all the time is like that that person that not everyone knows about that they're trying to find yep. like the next one. And you just gave us one, which is a first of all great answer, and you literally nailed what we're trying to do on the pod. So a two yeah. for one. Yeah, you're killing. It's, it. uh, yeah, just for the people listening, it's O T T O M A T T I C. So like automatic, ah. like yeah, is that uh, name's Ernest Otto. So I actually, okay. uh, I reached out to him cause, uh, um, because, uh, I was walking out to the song, super cool dude. And I'm, I, I'm sending him a fight shirt. So, um, he'll Hell be, yeah. he'll be at home watching the fight. Like I'm hoping at some point to get him to, uh, make a custom walkout song for me. So dude, that'd be sick. Yeah. That would be awesome. All right. We're going to get to the weird questions now. Perfect. Right, so hypothetically, if you could steal a talent from like, let's say someone famous, some celebrity, anyone uh but you have to kick their ass who would you who would you kick the ass of to steal their talent it would be robert downey jr and i hate saying that that's a good but answer. his like ability to just play different characters i want to act at some point so part of like so part of me fighting is to give um one to give me a platform to have the most uh positive effect on the world that i can so by gaining the platform through fighting, I can affect more people's lives and and um, and do more good. But also is to give me everything else that I want, you know, acting some stuff. I do like open mic stand up. I want to do some, you know, get into the like comedy and uh, circling back to Robert Downey Jr. He's like one of my favorite actors and he's just able to like immerse himself in these characters. And I think it's really cool. And even if not in, from an acting sense, like, Dude, I get bored. I just like to do that on a daily basis. Show up to the gym and be like a completely different dude. And they're like, "What the fuck's wrong with Gerald?" I'm like, ah, he's doing the he's doing the the Robert Downey thing again. So, and I think he could take it. I think he could take the ass kicking. Oh yeah, he he could. He would yeah. come right back. But yeah, like, he came fine. over addiction. Like mm-hmm. 
you, you need a lot of like courage to just stay sober for like decades at a time after after what he went through. And he played a black dude super well. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is what is uh he played the or he's the dude playing the dude disguised as another dude. <laughs> it's it's a lot of uh, that's the inception of acting right there. Yeah. So uh, another tough question: Would you rather fight a hundred duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? Duck-sized horses. Probably the man, the duck-sized horses, the one hundred. Yeah, because I, I think you could just like kick them. You know what I mean? You could just yeah. like, kick them out of the ring, and and uh, but a hundred is a lot. Like that's that is 100 a hundred is a lot. I don't, I don't, a horse size and ducks are mean. Well, if it's, they if are. it's a, if it's a goose, they're very mean. Yes. I think goose, geese technically have like teeth inside of the bill. So, I hate um, geese, man. I, There's I not, don't know a human yeah. who likes geese. <laughs> if there is one, I don't want to know them. Are there any secret talents that like you, you like hide from the world? Like you said, you like are good at comedy, but like, like what would you want people to know? Like is like a, a hidden talent that you have, man. I'm, I'm a pretty out there guy. I don't really hide much from people. Uh, if you would have phrased it differently, I hadn't had an answer. I don't know how much of a, a talent it was, but uh, one that I want the world to know, um, this doesn't fit in the category, but it was awesome in elementary school. I like through trying to make myself burp, I figured out how to make myself puke. <laughs> <laughs> so I can literally just like without sticking my finger down my throat, I can I have to have have either eaten or drank something within the past like hour. Like it can't be like digested, right. but I can like regurgitate it essentially. And I figured it out trying to teach myself how to burp in elementary school. And if I just didn't want to be at school, I would just like, I would just be at my desk and just be like, bleh on the floor. And the teacher would be like, oh, I'll go to the office. And then I would do it like one more time in, in the nurse's office. So she'd be like, okay, go home. And I'd be like, yes, get to go play video games all day. <laughs> if there's ever like a new Exorcist movie, you'd be the perfect actor for that movie. Just voluntarily. Oh yeah, man. Whenever you could, yeah. you do that in the ring. Could you do that in the ring to like to like try to like screw up the focus of your of your? <laughs> Can you imagine like right before oh, you're about to get in there, just like purposely throwing up? And like if if I'm about to fight you and the guy in front of me just throws up, am I entire like I'd either think that you were the easiest person ever or like this guy's hard as shit and whatever my entire focus would be off. So I think we just came up with a new strategy. I'm just saying. Dude, I just staring the guy down from from across the way and just <laughs> it could work. I well, dude, either that or just like I'm on top, like, like and I can't get any ground and pound, and I'm just like take this, like <laughs> and then just start tell me, tell me how that doesn't oh, help you get out of a hold. Dude. Like that's what I'm saying. Like you know what I mean. This is your break that's glass true. in case of emergency. Like gonna make myself puke also we could totally i could totally use that skill on a friday night when you're like you're at that point it's like i probably have had a little bit too much and then you yeah you just go to the bathroom as people would say pull trig and then but you don't even need to pull trig that's incredible that, it, that no. actually is the best yeah. skill he was notorious in college <laughs> for puking off people's porches uh my own porch we we had an elevated back porch and i would get to the point in the party where i need to throw up i literally go downstairs throw up off the porch walk back into the house rinse my mouth <laughs> out and act like nothing happened and it was it happened more times than I'm proud of, but um, I'm, it's actually kind of awesome. I'm a little proud, of it, but <laughs> yeah. Which mythical creature do you think you could take down in the octagon? Between um, you get you can take any of these three: uh, the blue eyes white dragon from Yu-Gi-Oh, the uh-huh. Minotaur, or the Loch Ness monster. We'd have to put a little bit of water in the ring. I feel like maybe half water, half yeah, half land. But which one do you think you could take? Not Nessie, because um, a little known fact: gingers can't swim, so. Yeah, I mean, when I'm in the water, I'm survive. I'm actively surviving. Man, Minotaur, Blue Eyes, White Dragon. Uh, 
I go Minotaur because I the Minotaur can't breathe fire. That's true. You know? That's true. Like yeah, so and a dragon's a lot scarier than a Minotaur in my opinion. So, is that like a, a known thing that gingers can't swim? I've never heard that before. I, yeah. I've been telling people that my entire life to hide the fact that I can't swim. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Well, if you want to learn, I'm, I swam yeah. for 10 years and, and swam at D3 level once. So uh, if you uh, if you want to come to Brooklyn and learn how to swim, I'll teach you. Oh, hell yeah, dude. I do. It's something I've been wanting to get into from a training perspective because it's a great way to condition and it's very easy on the joints. But one, there's not there's not like any good pools that close. Like there's one like 30 minutes away, but it's kind of a pain in the ass to get to. If I really wanted to do it bad enough, you know, that's essentially an excuse. If I wanted to do it bad enough, I'd go do it. But um, I just haven't made it made it important enough. So. I feel that. Are you close enough to Lake Erie that you could swim in Lake Erie? Would you want to swim in Lake Erie? I could. Yeah, I don't know if I want to come out with tentacles. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've swam in all of the Great Lakes. And I, I still. Oh, really? That's a cool. It's a cool fact. For now, you never know. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. You never know. Um, if you could, <laughs> if you could add a superpower, what would you pick and why? I would add invisibility for sure. Just because, like, I just there's so many things I feel like I could get away with that would be awesome. <laughs> like, what are some of the like, things you would yeah, do? Yeah. Like, like really, robbing banks. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, dude? I just, dude, I just even think like something as simple as like, ah, I want to go to this concert, like, and you know, just like just get right in there, get right in the middle of the crowd. And then boom, like I'm not invisible anymore. You know, like, uh, I guess that's shitty. If you think of in terms of like supporting the artist. Yeah. But if you go to the big enough, if you go to the big enough venue, they're, they're screwing the artist out of everything anyway. So I feel you. And you could buy a t-shirt. Yeah, that's a good yes. Yeah. yeah. Buy merch that, that helps them. Yeah, anyways. true. Well, cause I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather it go like straight to them in that way than, and it's, you know, I get like, not that the experience wouldn't be cool, but yeah, I do hear that, uh, just like, uh, artists like that whole world is like super corrupt and like a lot of artists like the reason why they got like gotta like sell their soul is like they they have to because they're just getting fucked monetarily yeah. i think 90 percent the number is 90 percent of their income comes from tour because no one buys cds anymore you get like we interviewed one yeah. one uh brooklyn-based artist lily mayo she said that for 40,000 streams on a song, she made, what, $16? Yeah, something Fucking crazy. Which is ridiculous. What's the first concert you want to go to once uh, things come back with uh, COVID restrictions lifting and people going on tour? Who do you want to see first? I want to go to EST Fest, MGK's, MGK's Festival. I've went there one time, and it was one of the best weekends of my life. So I'd, I'd love to go back. He's a big Cleveland guy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He, um, actually, so I'm uh, teammates with Stipe Miocic, the former heavyweight champ of the UFC. And they share, um, like their managers were friends. So, um, uh, like they are like, they're good friends too. So, uh, he actually hooked us up the first and only time that I went to EST fest. Like those lines are fucking huge. It would have took like three hours for us to get in while, uh, we like reached out and like the manager called like MGK's manager and he like rode to the back, picked us up and just brought us in. It's like super cool. Like, super cool like uh like thing for us so we could just not have to stand there in like 90 degree weather just waiting to get into the festival but uh yeah dude oh, like yeah. awesome people too there's a sick video of mgk he's like mad young maybe like 18 17 and he you know are you familiar with the apollo theater in harlem no i'm not it's like this so it's this like uh mainly like black theater in harlem mm -hmm. and they do this uh talent show every wednesday night and the crowd will let you know if you suck. Like, they'll boo you off stage. But if you're good, 
um, obviously they're, they're going to love you. So he comes out. He's a white rapper. They're booing him already. And he just totally blows him out of the water. And they give him like this amazing standing ovation. But that's definitely awesome. recommend checking out at that video. Oh, yeah. Is it on YouTube or? Yes. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. All right, we got a couple more questions. Um, could you fight a kangaroo? Oh man, that'd be a tough one. Uh, yes, I could. I would probably be the asshole that just grabs it by the pouch and uses that as an advantage in some way. <laughs> Unless I pull him into a punch or something. Like maybe I just get in the pouch and then it gets confused Ooh, and yeah. thinks I'm also a kangaroo and then it takes care of me. And then you've thought about this. Yeah, I like and this. then I'm also a kangaroo. So. That's that's that would be pretty sick. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. What is your favorite curse word? Favorite? The uh, my most used ones definitely fuck. Same. Yeah. Ah oh, man, I'm trying to think. My dad's gonna hate that question. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Miss Pizarro. <laughs> he always tells us that we should try to like not swear as much on this podcast, and then every time he tells us that, we go and we swear like twice as hard on the next episode. So, um, it's not for him; it's for us. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. I mean, I probably just have to go with the, the the most used. Like, fuck. I mean, it's just like it's very versatile. You can use it for so many reasons. It can be an adjective. It can be a verb. It can be a noun. It's yeah. it's it goes it's like honey mustard. It goes good on everything. <laughs> um, well, I think that about wraps it up from us. Do you have any questions for us? I don't think so. There anything I can do for you guys? Obviously, I'm going to share, you know, share the podcast once it's up and everything. Um, anything further I can do for you guys? Just kick ass on yeah, Friday. Win. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make this uh, look like it was a waste of time. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> There we go. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for giving us a few minutes today. Really appreciate it. Best of luck uh, this weekend and uh, best of luck going forward. And we'll uh, be in touch and we'll share some stuff uh, whenever you're fighting again. We'll share it on the page so that our listeners can uh, go check it out and go follow him on Twitter. IG at Gerald Smon with a J J E R A L D S P O H N and uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Andrew Pissarro at Ba-da-da-da-da-da-da, and at Brickhouse Pod B R I K H O U S E. And uh, until next time, see ya. Peace.